RadioInfluence.com. Ladies and gents, we have a special guest with us today. He is a former United States Marine. He is current. You currently fighting right now? I'm currently currently still fighting. Training, training for, uh, fight. Anybody who wants to smoke, come get it. Hey, Jake Paul. Yeah. There we go. Um, yeah. He is currently a rising star in the comedic world. I've seen this guy from the beginning. He was literally handing out little. Hey, Gio here, handing out his little flyers, doing his things, and now he's he's going on the road. He's doing big things. Big and uh, big warm I welcome. I still got those business cards, bro. <laughs> if you want yeah, some, yeah. I got some. Big warm welcome to Dylan Walker. So thank you for coming on the Dylan show. Thank Walker. you for having me, gentlemen. I appreciate the welcome, oh, man. Hospitality is great. Love, it's nice man. to be here, man. Yeah, we we uh we wanted to have you on in season one, mm. and then we had like a, a couple. Pandemic, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we had a pandemic too. Yeah, this but, kind of thing yeah. happened where the yeah. world ended. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one yeah. little thing. Yo, so but yo, definitely happy that you could be here with us. Could. Be here in studio. Only thing we're missing is a blunt. But, uh, you know. Listen, I got one in the car. If you need one, bro. It's no. all good. We're it's good funny because he was like, "I think I'm in the wrong spot." I'm like, no, 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 you're in the right spot. No, no, that's exactly like, it. This is a weed area. I showed up extra early just to make sure I could roll up in time. I was like, minutes, don't get mad at me. Yeah, but then I looked at, it, I was like, you know what? They might actually be cool with me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't want to judge, but based off of first impressions, man. I like the studio. This is a beautiful place, man. I've been a fan of you guys since you guys first even thought about starting this thing. As soon as you said, <laughs> you yeah, we're doing a podcast, I didn't even need to listen to the first episode. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Listen, I want to I want to do it. I'm proud of you guys. What you guys are doing are beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, I dude. It's all brown people. You know how it is. Like, I want to be like you, man. I'm trying to get facts. <laughs> listen, I want hair like you. There we go. I want light skin. Sean like wants you, hair like everyone. It. No man, I, I want to be like Sean though. Hair. So no. Sean wants hair. No, Sean I don't. Hair. I love my, I love my bald head, bro. <laughs> I got I got a beautiful beard. In fact, I saw some, his beard is nice. I saw some white uh, hairs coming in. Mm. I'm excited about it. A little salt and pepper, pepper, bro. Pepper. I'm feeling okay. it, bro. You know what's I fucked up it. about beards is like I want what Sean has, and I have like this wispy shit, and then I find grays in it. I'm like you can't even give me a full fucking beard guy. <laughs> <laughs> you give me gray hairs. So. It's not even in the right place. It's It's just in the soul patch. It's like this one little here, and then like when my sideburns go, I have this one little wispy gray. I'm like, as long as you embrace it, though. Oh, I will embrace it and don't try to dye it and go crazy like DJ Khaled these days. It looks awkward, bro. Have you seen him? No, I just know Beijing. uh, He's rocking the Beijing. What's a Beijing? Rocking the Beijing. What's a Beijing like? It's like astro turf black. What's a Beijing? I'm gonna show Beige- you. I'm, I'm gonna show you Beijing. You ever seen? You ever seen like when, at, when football Jamie, players no. put on that <laughs> black war paint on their face? You know what no. I'm talking about? It's like putting that in your lineup and your go to in every spot. Oh shit! <laughs> that looks good. <laughs> I would like that. Hold on, we're talking oh, shit. Wait, 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 wait. That's possible. I like that. Hold on. You like I that? That's your speed? Well, I think it's because like I'm like, I, I could get a, a nice goatee. Like, mm-hmm. I look like the Fu Manchu. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But, like, this connection here, it's I wish. It's jet black, though. I don't oh, think Beijing see, comes in multiple put, like, shades. I think the, you get one or no, none. No, 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 no. He put this, the low-fi so, filter shades. So, there's a 59, mm-hmm. there's 58, there's 57. Sean, why do you know about this? So, he's why got you know, that. Oh, hey, hey, hey. I'm going to show you. Because he's really not embracing the salt and pepper. Yeah, so that's what it is. Oh, man. That's so, so crazy. We all we all met kind of how so I met I forget, did I meet you at TMT or did I meet you at South? No, you met at, me at TMT. TMT, yeah, right? Yes, sir. First with the first I'm like, oh, this guy's hitting hard. All I hear is you hitting the back. Wap! <laughs> Wap! I'm like, what the who the fuck is this? I was going yeah, through he's some just things. Going, go, going hard. Come on now. So oh. Danny, you know, he pulled out the photo of him with the bass. Oh, you look like a reggaeton artist. Yeah, he looks like Khaled. That's exactly how hey, it looks. Careful where you scroll. Oh, my God. Oh, that's that's oh, insane. Wow. Yeah, who did it? Sean, you look like you work at yeah, T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right wild. Damn. And then, so, like, so this is, uh, that was around the time that I lived in Charleston, you have to South send me that picture. I gotta put a video that for it. Yes, please podcast. send me that. You know, and um, shout out to my boy Sammy. Uh, um, he was my barber when I was in Charleston, and for some reason, I let him draw like like tape me up, right? Mm-hmm. Like tape tape the whole entire beard. But he took he put a fucking nut sack right here. 
Ah, uh, yeah. And, and, like, and, and, like, and, like, I would walk around he like that. Soul patch. <laughs> so look, I had like I had like a ball sack like on my chin line, bro. I mean, listen, listen. Six nine said he let his nuts hang. If it's good enough for six nine, it better be good enough for you, bro. Oh man, we had to have met at uh, Tampa TNT. Muay Thai. And yeah, then how'd dog. you guys? Because you guys both Marines. Like, did you guys just have like it was like radar in the air? Like, hmm, Marine is no, here. No, it was a. Uh, at TMT it was, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. it was it was like right in that uh, beginning when mm-hmm. when we weren't training. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, no, yeah. When everybody yeah. Secret yeah. Yeah. in the garage yeah. in the garage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. garage. Yeah. Garage days, bro. Yeah. We weren't training, and uh, he came in with someone one day, and and that's it had to be John. It had to be because John's yeah. the one who brought me over yeah. to to um, T- uh, South. Excuse me. Yeah, South. And that's the thing is that when I went over there, is that South Tampa, you guys have. One of the best facilities in it's all like a, of Florida. A, a mini American top team. Dude, yeah. it is so crazy. From Shout the moment Lane. you walk in through the doors. I've been in gym since I was 14. It's all I know. Mm-hmm. I was like a kid in a candy shop, sir. I couldn't believe that it was real. I mean, mm-hmm. from everything from the mats to the ambiance to the cage, the ring. And then the connection between South Tampa and Tampa Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. It was perfect, dude. Yeah. Everything you guys were doing over there just sucked me in immediately. See, we didn't do anything. That was them. We just <laughs> came punch in the face. Nah, they Lane kept telling Andrews. me, come on. Because John kept saying, you got to come train. You got to come train. And at the time, I was he, like, so... Throw yeah. shit on the wall until yeah, it sticks. Dude, yeah. and I was so um, obsessed with trying to specialize in Muay Thai that I, mm-hmm. I was afraid to get back into MMA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I watched what uh, specialists such as Khabib and Stylebender did when they came into the UFC, having yeah. taken that time to dedicate to their craft, mm-hmm. I wanted to take that time to specialize in striking. And for me, it's Muay Thai. That's, mm-hmm. that's, no shit, I hear it. Wap! Yeah. Yeah. So I help half of him. I'm like, this skinny motherfucker's about to break my fucking yeah, So, like, our first uh, training, or, like, the first couple times, but mm-hmm. uh, him and I are, are just... Aggressive Sean. Drilling together. And I was no a, control Sean I, no, in the no, beginning. But, no. Sean, but, but Sean I was a gorilla. Honest, I, I, I was a, a gorilla. So, he, so he, of course, he's got reach on me, right? And he's you know, jabbing me. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I, I, didn't even see, I didn't even see the bitch coming. Give me a neck kick. Like it was like it was a high Damn Holly yeah, Holm Dude And like Literally adjusting my whole entire neck And I'm like Yo I'm gonna break your fucking that's ribs That's how we're bro. telling the story That's how we're doing <laughs> this This man assaulted me G I'm a beta on the podcast He's John's very alpha I'm like hey man Do what you gotta First do First of all I was yeah. looking for police I was looking for a telephone To call yeah. for some help I was looking for a tag team partner So I could slap in Sean hits hard man I don't know if you know this or not From sparring oh. with no, him I know. Throughout the years Yeah this guy hits hard, and yeah. he's not going anywhere except for forward. Yeah, Sean has this thing about him where it's one direction. Yeah, like, you <laughs> motherfucker, I, I gotta get yeah, in, bro. Yeah. bro. I gotta so get I'm in. just trying to keep him out, yeah. trying to keep him out, keep him out, and Sean crack you to the body. And the crazy part is, you'll mm-hmm. go right, and then you'll be like, "Yeah, right, I'm just gonna pepper jazz." Like he'll, yeah, he'll understand. Like this is how hard we're going. He's like, "Cool story." This is what we do. Always fight. Never let you get back. Don't stay away from me, sir. Keep your hands off of me. But no, it's like like that is the one you know explicit vivid memory <laughs> that I have of you just getting you know neck kick I'm like, like, oh and every time I, I see him now he's one. like you know I owe you for that yeah, kick yeah, right? I, I so every time we go into a round with Sean I gotta say <laughs> notice bro he's out for something and the back is mine yeah. at the end of every shot he's hoping to land it's so funny that's how your story is like he caught you with some shit and then I'm like I we at TMT you have to partner right when it's regular class and not fight team like I saw him like Hey, you want to partner? <laughs> you look like you know what you're doing. So, like, I'm partner. And I'm holding pads. I'm like, all right, let's see. Dude, it felt like he went through the fucking, the the, the tie pad. He's like, come on, come on. Oh, I'm just hitting. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm waiting for the round to end. Because, like, you know when, like, you get nervous, you start holding pads, your fucking forearms, yeah. and you get, like, get rigor mortis. Facts. I'm like, oh, my God. You're this kid hits at the end of practice. so fucking hard. And then we sparred at South once. We did with MMA gloves. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, just move around. And like you said, he just, uh, but it was a, not a switch kit. You just lifted the the front leg and threw it up. I'm like, you better stop this Listen, and respect man, me. I don't know, I don't know, if know you how you move, but that's just me trying not to get cracked by you, sir. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. You ever seen Gio yeah. move? Yeah, because he got, it's different. He's got them thighs too, bro. Like, like, <coughs> excuse me. Like those, like those thighs. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, his legs are intimidating. Yeah, man, his legs are super intimidating. When you start the sizing them up, because he's not yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's wearing the shortest shorts possible. Yeah. Okay, yeah, of course, shorter shorts than me, and that's short. You know what's bro. a problem when Jason's like, is your pants tight enough? Dog, <laughs> but I'm telling you, your shorts are short. That's short, son. I like to show the thigh tat and geo shorts. It's like, <laughs> it's like Zeke with the crop top. That's how it is with you with your shorts, bro. <laughs> yes, have, sir. It's like when you go to j- the jail, you know, you have to, like, express your dominance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is what I'm working with. <laughs> like, you can hold these sides, like I'm bro. a fucking stallion. Yeah, so. man. And when we were moving, dog, you have you have this hybrid style with your boxing and, and your stance for MMA that it's intimidating, bro. Because I know, I know that if I yeah. don't set everything yeah. up, I'm going to pay a consequence. You know what I'm saying? There's he's, always going to be something he's, coming. He's he's not only is he southpaw, mm-hmm. but 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 his counters also are just right he's there. Gonna right set it up, there he's going to faint. Yeah. He's going to bait you in, and yeah. as soon as you miss, dog. It's not exactly like you're swinging at air. You're going to yeah. land. Yeah. yeah, man. And I'm not trying to get hit by that. I'm sorry. See, now I get awkward. I'm like, oh, cool. Me that. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, that's how I deflect the compliment. Yeah, 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 I bring yeah, it back yeah, to you. I know, see how like, that works? It's weird. Yeah, We're dude. all like that. But Sean's right, like, nah, give me it. <laughs> bring it back. Yeah. Tell me about how I'm a gorilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Mufasa. Ooh, say it again. Mufasa, Mufasa. So, <laughs> you know, brother, uh, I came to find out that that you were a veteran uh, through our encounters. And it was like, oh, shit, you're a Marine, I'm a Marine. You know, but you've, you actually have a very interesting story. Mm-hmm. And uh, you... Definitely had some challenges, but you you are you overcame some shit too, and you are like skyrocketing, man. So please, you know, you know, dive into it. I appreciate that, sir. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps from 2013 till 2017. I was a combat engineer, so my job was to find IEDs at the Taliban when a place on the road. Um, I was a kid, man. When I joined, I was super young. I was still 17. I came up here in Florida, so I was moving around a lot at the time, and my only goal was to get out of Florida. Uh, at the time, we were still at war with the Taliban, so everybody that was above me in my unit, my deployment was nothing compared to theirs, nothing compared to your deployment. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You guys were so salty, dog, and I just wanted to be <laughs> like y'all. Oh, I wanted to be a drinking, fighting, tobacco-spitting Marine. That's it, and that's all I set out to be. When I joined, those were the standards. So I just tried my best to meet, and if I could do it, exceed those standards. You're in 03, so you're saying a typical combat MOS. You're not going to hit NCO, sergeant, corporal for an enlistment <laughs> and some change. <laughs> yeah, it's typical that you won't become. That cutting uh, score. Oh, it's, it's the cutting score. It's the people above you preventing you yeah. from getting there. And <clears throat> my only goal was to just do my job. I ended up becoming a a sergeant in three years and two months. And in a combat MOS, that's virtually unheard of. Meritoriously promoted twice. Um, Yeah, yeah, I didn't spend much time in any ranks. I was 19 as a team leader. I had guys in my team who were 23 and 27 and 26. Wow. Yeah, so I was was like, baby, dog. I didn't really know much, but I was just trying to wing it and make the guys like you proud of me. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. I got in some trouble. Yeah, I wasn't a bad Marine by any means, but I did I did smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. You don't say. You don't say. Wait a minute. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I started smoking weed at 14, guys. So if you think the military was going to get me to stop, <laughs> ho boo boo. Yes, again, man. And the thing is that it didn't make me a bad Marine. It's just that. It's no secret. I'll let it be known. Being in the Marine Corps during that point in time, it's a lot like the UFC before USADA. You remember mm-hmm. those days? You remember what everybody looked like before drug testing came around? TRCV yeah. Son. Everybody looked like they could have either fought that night or won Mr. Olympia the same day. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like. Yeah. And so from, for a lot of guys, they, they juice. They take steroids. They take enhancers. For me, I never really looked at that as something that I needed. However, fucking a combat MOS, there's no, there's no off time. There's no, there's no light duty. So what I mean by that is that in order to be in a leadership billet, you better be fully operational all the time. So if you get hurt, you can go to medical. But if you get put on light duty, you ain't going out on patrol. 
You're not. You're somebody else is going to take your job. You're mm-hmm. that expendable. So I never. It's did. a numbers game, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? You know and, and so uh, this this incident was it in Garrison or <coughs> or were you deployed or what? Oh, no, we were back. We were off uh, deployment. So my path yeah. was dropped. I was getting ready to get out. I'd served three years and oh, at the end nine the months. End? That's oh, that, dude, I was that's three months bullshit. before getting out, pimp. Yes, yeah, sir. The, the, yeah. call, I could smell. Call that CEO out right now. <laughs> Call him out. What's his name? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Me, you know what's crazy? That me and Colonel Hart, we Don't cool now. Don't bitch at me. Me and Chris Hart, we cool. We're Facebook yeah. friends. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. What's his hat? Uh, what's his hat? Massar and Paul. You motherfucker. You know yeah. what time it is, yeah, dog. Yeah. And you know when you see me doing what I'm doing, you know that it's a middle finger to you. Because uh, I treated yeah. everybody with the same respect no matter what. But I could realize after I got in trouble, there were some people that couldn't wait. To see me slip, yeah, I've, they couldn't course, wait. No matter always, what it would yeah. be, they didn't know I was smoking weed. But once I once they found out, yeah. and there was a maybe a chink in their armor. A lot of that could be like a lot of hatred too, or like it was because so bad. They, for example, young black kid weeding, mm. right? Let's let's call a spade Let, a spade. No, call a yeah. spade a spade. This master sergeant or former master sergeant that I'm referring to, this is the same guy who would give me a hard time about regulation, hard part in my hair because the texture of my hair was not the texture of your hair, sir. Oh, no shit? Yeah. In order, in the, in within the inches, less than three inches, inches yeah. everything, not ID the eyebrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything was in order, but my hair was not the texture of yours, your luxurious, glorious <laughs> hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't have that. And that's when I, be, this is before I got in trouble, but I began to realize that maybe he has a deeper dislike and discontent for myself that's beyond my professionalism and my rank. Mm. You know, when I see those individuals now, it's not a level of hatred towards them. It's just that the military has this way of making you believe that you need them and that you can't be successful without them. That when I'm doing what I'm doing now, and granted, it was not always like this. When I got out, I got out with virtually nothing. That means they took my rank, they took my GI Bill, they took my insurance, they took every possible VA benefit that I could ever be entitled to. It was like my service never OTH? happened. What's that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, other than honorable. Yes, sir. So, um, have, are, are, have you, are you going to go through the process of getting it upgraded? For I got out in 2017. For three years, I had no idea that that was even an option. They kept telling me that you're not entitled to any VA benefits. So I took that for word of mouth and the truth of what it was, not knowing that there's a way to fight it and there's a way to appeal it. And so I did. Especially for weed now. Especially for for weed. Like marijuana. I mean, it's such a petty charge. So so my question is, Mm -hmm. they, it seems, I'm not going to say it's a personal vendetta, but Mm -hmm. like it has that feeling. What we all know, like officers and shit gets swept under the rug, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And enlisted kind of get fucked with that situation. Was it kind of brewing with the animosity towards you, and it it kind of was just like the perfect storm where they said, "Ah, we got we got uh, could, Sergeant Walker." You could tell that I was a hard Marine to control at the time. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, so they wanted to try to humble once you. I had been able to see behind the curtain of what the higher echelon of the Marine Corps is like, especially mm. at the senior level. Mm. It. It didn't deter me from being a Marine. It just deterred me from wanting to continue this. And so mm-hmm. once you realize that you can't control this kid, I'm not going to conform with the new training standard. I'm going to hold my guys to the same standard that I was held mm-hmm. to. I think that it was the perfect storm for me to get in trouble. But what's messed up is that they took my rank and everything. They NJP'd me. But then they kept me as a team leader. They kept me in charge. They kept me doing my job. And I've got guys that are now watching me going through the most tumultuous time of my life, the most embarrassing time of my life. And I'm at a lower rank. You're using big words, bro. I'm sorry. I'm trying to show that I'm not a punch-drunk fighter out here. I'm doing my best. I'm trying not to stutter. It's so hard, man. Oh, oh, oh really? That's that's yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah, now. that's right. the, that's the game you gotta play. Oh, <laughs> Our podcast is edited. <laughs> Stutters, and then me. You yeah, know, they were so happy to see me get in trouble, man. Um, but then my guys below me. Yeah, well, what was were, their reaction, dude? I thought that they because I was um, I was uh, if you were underneath me, you would have hated me. Yeah. Yes, sir. 
If yeah. you if you I was a good sergeant, which means if you were a corporal or if you were a lance, especially or below, I'm gonna hold you to that standard. No one loves mommy and daddy's mm-hmm. discipline when you're a kid, bruh. Well, but the thing is, like, they hate you. They hate you so much because they don't understand the why. But then you deploy, and then they realize, and then they realize yeah. why. And this happened after deployment. So I I was just so ashamed to go around my guys. I would just hang out in the smoke pit. But then they would come up to me, and I'm a corporal now. Mm-hmm. Now I'm second award corporal, and they'd still come up to me. How you doing, Sergeant Walker? Just fuck, man. The respect is real. Yo, man. it's wild, son. I'm like, you know. You but really you're leading by it. example. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the main thing. Like, when, before you deployed as well, like, you set that precedent. How many people, how many were under you when you went? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. So you have to, it's, it's with. You have to start and show, like, listen, if I'm making you do it, I'm going to do it 10 times more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, in that environment. So, I went to Iraq, right? And and um, I told you the uh, stories regarding my seniors, right? And they were, not the, they were not the example, period. And then, here we are, we're going to Afghanistan, and I wanted to, I, I needed to make sure... Because we started hearing like all the horror stories about Afghanistan, and uh, you know, last thing I wanted was to lose a marine underneath me. Mm-hmm. You know, the worst came to light. You know, like I lost, I lost a marine underneath me. So everything that I was prepping them for, I still lost. You know, and that was a kick in the nuts to me, and it fucked with me. For a while, you know, and you know, doing that whole entire <clears throat> doing that whole entire workup, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was that tough corporal. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was in your ass. I was definitely on top of you. Might have punched in your chest a couple times, you know, because you were being stupid. Absolutely, you know. But here we are. Fast forward. Last last year we we do our our ten year Afghanistan deployment reunion, and um, I'm I'm going to this thing and and you know I've I've got a checklist of who I'm going to apologize to you know of, of you know <laughs> like, hey man like you know like I'm humble but I I, yeah. I apologize you know it wasn't yeah, hard feelings yeah, yeah, right? it wasn't hard feelings you know, I was just trying to do my yeah. job and uh, so you know, I, I like I pull my squad together and a I want you to know one. I love every single one of you. Um, I was a different person at that, like at that time. They're like, bro, shut up. Like, you have impacted us in so many ways, you know. And and it was, it was a humbling experience because for years I carried that 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 burden, that weight of not only getting a, a marine killed, but also like. Damn, like, was I that much of an asshole that I was trying to be an asshole versus a true leader? Correct. Right? That is the that yeah. is the um, the burden that I kind of battle with to this day, be- yeah. being so young at the time yeah. and having grown men underneath me, yeah. but not being able to really respect their lifestyle before the military mm-hmm. as opposed to where they are now. I didn't give a fuck what you did outside of this all i know is that you're here now we got a job to do and i could tell that it would mentally play with them possibly in the wrong way to the point where they would resent me as this kid Mm -hmm. who they gotta listen to who's never even been on a combat deployment yet but he's in charge of me Mm. you you could compare that to anything like like for example for you for fighting so if you look at tape the first time you ever hit pads or (laughs) anything like that you see those mistakes and it's like Fuck! This is who I was. This is this is how I was. This is what I. This is what I was capable of. Yeah. But then you have to like raise that to like max twenty. Mm-hmm. The things you guys did to get your to get your troops to get everyone under you prepared. A punch to the chest or stuff like that, yelling or saying shit, is nowhere compared to what they're gonna face in the sandbox. You know what I'm saying? So you're you're kind of you're dealing with all young kids. What was the oldest you had under you? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Right. Yeah. Still. Middle, he's young, but he's not that young. Correct. But no street fight, no argument, no nothing is going to compare to what you guys are facing out there. So I think now that those those individuals that were under you, they could see that it was the benefit. 
It's like when my, as stupid as it sounds, when your mom tells you, don't hang out with them. Why? Right. I don't like, I got a feeling. You're like, what? They're right. my friends. <laughs> They're That's my friends. Exactly somebody yeah. who is just because he's an, uh, yeah. of an elder age is yeah. ready to go. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a softer 27 year old guy. So I, and, and as opposed to having to hold, hold him back mm-hmm. on the leash, I got to constantly push them forward. I got to constantly make because them Because they more lived aggressive. life. Correct. So when you're yeah. older, you kind of like, when you're young, young, dumb, and full of cum, when you just literally, you're like, let's fucking let's go. go. Like, dude, yeah. you joined at 17. <laughs> when I joined and I was 26, granted, I didn't deploy. Like, I always say this, but like certain things, like when I was in boot camp, they, I would do it because, listen, I'm supposed to be here. But in the back of my head, I'll be like, well, this is well, why, why are we doing it this yeah, way? Why are we doing it this <laughs> way? Like, it's so much easier to do this. But it's like I understood. But I yeah. understood the game. Yes, yeah, sir. Sometimes when you're 26, 27, you understand like, well, this is stupid. But you, you sometimes you have to literally shut up in color. Got you. You huh? know what you have to do. Mm-hmm. But being so young as you were, and being so young as you were, Sean. How old were you, Sean? I was. You joined at 17, right? Just like you joined at 17, bro. And what then, was uh, your? I knew your reason why you joined, but. You didn't say why you did you you just want you saw the marine commercial no, you say fuck it let's no, go sir. like I um my brother was in college at the time mm-hmm. and my father had paid for him to go to school I watched him struggle to graduate not once not twice and then fail the third time as a kid in school I was 5 years younger than him <clears throat> I was struggling so hard in school that I was a freshman. So being in a sophomore, taking freshman classes. Okay. Did did you take the little bus? I mean, listen, bro. They <laughs> want to put me on the little bus. Did don't you take it too? Don't Why are you, you judging, judge bro? Wait, did you yeah, take the show? You took the little bus? Fuck. I'm trying to open up to yeah. you. Hey, 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 hey. About to shut down. I just want to ask. Like, I'm painting a picture for the oh, listeners. No, I didn't okay. take the little bus, but I was in the little people classes, though, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was too. Yeah, man. I, was, I graduated. I was, I was in back playing spades. <laughs> <laughs> I was selling weed. Were you on the little bus too? I was. Listen. Damn, you that's like bro. He's like, what, what are you there, dog? <laughs> I was, I was such a struggling student that I graduated with a two point three GPA, and so I knew, but even way before graduation, if that was even gonna happen, okay. that college definitely mm-hmm. wasn't gonna be a thing. I refuse to watch my dad now struggle to put another kid through school. I didn't even understand how much college costs. I just know. That the stress that I was watching him deal with with, mm. with my brother not being able to graduate wasn't something that I wanted to be responsible for. Yeah, I, so like me, I uh, I was in a program at, mm-hmm. at in what we call high school where they had dual enrollment. Mm-hmm. So like half, yes, so so half the day I, I was in high school. Uh, the other half we had to take a bus on over to the uh, community college, mm-hmm. and um, I knew from that. Short experience where I tried AC, uh, I tried uh, barbering, I right. tried automotives. Yes, sir. You know, and and it was uh, one of those things where it's like I, I don't I don't I don't like this. <laughs> this I, is I, life. Yeah, you know, like, like, you know, this like, is what this yeah. is my only options right. after this. You know, this like, is it. This is all I can do. And so I mean, I like the recruiter came. So our school and he was walking around and and uh, I was like, yo, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to be you, mm-hmm. you know. And and it was it was the e- like the easiest recruiting that this guy c- could have done because I ran to him, right? You know, and 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 that that was that was my plan, you know. My plan was 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 to do twenty thirty years, you know. And um, Dude, you remember how sweet it looked too yeah, at the time? Yeah, oh my bro. gosh, I was. Once I realized that the military, especially the Marine Corps, was even an option, it was over for yeah. me, bro. I was struggling so hard that because you get involved with the wrong thing. So you don't have the GPA to play sports, but you're looking for some people to hang out with. So you find some people to hang out with that can also that also can't play sports. So what Man, do you do? they were after me. Yeah, but, me too. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't want me to succeed, brother. Like, nah, bro, you know what I'm saying? And I just didn't feel like dealing with everybody um, judging me with not being able to play sports. So I hang around with other dudes like me, yeah. and you start start running with them. You start. Doing things that they do, stealing, smoking, fighting, banging. And I knew that I watched enough people because all my friends were older than me. They had already graduated. That if I didn't have a way out of Florida, I'm going to be here 10 years from now still doing the same. You from Tampa or? or 
How, how much time we got on here? Because that's a tough question. Dude. I just oh, dude. where'd you go to high school? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. There you go. Where are you from? Uh, yeah. I went. There, see, two different questions. Oh, okay. uh, but I, I went to high school in uh, Wiregrass, so Pasco County, Clusey okay. Chapel, Wiregrass Ranch. I'm um, saying like, oh, okay, like I know. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> dog. It was. I moved around a lot. Exit 54, yeah. New Ohio Jersey, 54, New okay. York, Barbados, Florida. People always ask me, oh, were you in the military? Or, excuse me, were you a military kid? I'm just like, no. My dad like white women. <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> that's I, our I poison, bro. I can't make it any more. You like them snow Yes, sir. Yeah. Wherever beautiful white women were at, that's where he went. I, I think my mother. Oh, he was brave, especially dog, in that time. Dog, talking about, once you go black, you never go back. My mother was the last one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> there we go. Come on now, dog. That's he like you know white like this, but you black like this. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Damn, it's wild times. But at the at the same time, it was that just brown like, sugar trapped. Come on, now. <laughs> got so tired of it. And his girls were young too. So this was before me too. And I was watching these women that weren't that much older than me, Ooh. rocking with a father that's forty years older than yeah. me. Yeah, dude. So it was just like, man. I don't know, man. When I when I was getting ready to graduate, this this dude came to my high school. It's this big six six black dude. This uniform, this white crisp, hat, crisp, super crisp. It was like watching, it's like watching Black Moses come to my school because it's during passing, yeah, right? Yeah. So you got the swarm of kids, but all of a sudden the seas would part, yeah. and I just see this white hat <laughs> towering this, this, over gold, <laughs> glimmering <laughs> off the sun, like Rick James sun. in the show, <laughs> like this. Right? Just, yeah. it, was like he was, it didn't even feel like he was one. It felt like he was floating yeah, across yeah. the campus, dog. And he set up this pull-up bar, and he told me to. Um, in order to get this t-shirt, you got to do 20 pull-ups. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I got this thing. Were you always tended strong? No, bro. <laughs> I was a small kid, late bloomer. I wanted that t-shirt so bad. Oh. Bro, I wanted that t-shirt so bad, Sean. You remember that blue one? I, no, I remember the blue yeah. one. Oh, the pulley one. Come on now. Yeah. No, not the pulley one. Did the one, the white, oh, the blue and the, the white. white one. The yeah, blue yeah, and the yeah, white. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The, yeah. It, it would say it would say the few and the proud oh, on the yeah. back with this white EGH just bold, but it wasn't just cotton. It was dry fit. You understand? Oh, bro. So it's dry I fit. I still got my Yo, shit, bro. That. It doesn't shrink. Oh, my God. I wanted it so bad. I think I did 17 pull-ups. I know I did 20, but he ain't count no, three. No. You got to extend, you bro. Extend you motherfucker. And I, he told me, we don't need you. Ooh, oh, don't need you. you, bro. Here's one of those. He he I, I don't want you in my core. Yeah. You can't even. Yeah. We don't need you. Yeah. I thought the standard was 20 at the time. Yeah, yeah the minimum standard. And it's not that. I promise it's you. It's not like, that. It's, like, it's, like, it's like eight, right? It's four. Like, it's four. Oh, oh, it's God. four. Divide that in half. And that just lit a fire in me, dog. So I started showing up to this. this they did PT every, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> yeah, at the recruiting station. Oh. But these days, these dudes went hard. These dudes. I mean, you. Um, and they're all like my six five. You were yelled. running six miles every session, no matter what. And the only time you're stopping is to work in between. And you don't do that shit in the fleet. <laughs> no, you don't do that anywhere else, dog. I promise you, my pulley training was harder yeah, than most yeah. of my training Hell in the yeah. Marine Corps. It's wild. And at the time, I was still smoking weed yeah. and still struggling with that. And my recruiter knew that. I. I'd stay clean just long enough to pass MEPS. What did he say to you? He's like, so when's the last time? <laughs> Dog. He was he telling knew. me you were getting ready to go to boot camp. I was like, I can't go now yet. He's like, why? You know. <laughs> you know hey, why, Tom. You know. Come on. You know why, bro. And so he tell me, I can't believe you. I can't believe you. <laughs> and then he put me on this regiment. He said, you know what? You're showing up to the office every day. Because you can't trust me to yeah, be anywhere yeah, else now. Yeah. So you make me show up to the office Monday through Friday from the time the office opened, which is 9 a.m. until yeah. the time the office closed. But I wasn't just staying there. This motherfucker would haze me in yeah. the office, dog. Yeah. I would PT every single day, the entire day. You're trying to you get know, it out of your system. So son, I think that's really what it was. Yeah. At the time, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it, mind you, yeah. you're running six miles yeah. in PT no matter what. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's had me running that same route yeah. before they get there. Uh, so now I'm doing 12 miles a day. You know what I mean? Did and you have a, a perfect PFT or what? Mm, dog, I, the one thing I could do is run, boy. The yeah. one thing I could do is run, man. Until I got hurt, I was a runner. I was a strong, strong runner. And that's the issue is that while everybody was doing everything else to try to, to, try to get to that next level, you're shooting everything up your ass to try to get to the yeah. next level. Yeah. I just 
want to smoke my blunt and I promise I can push just as hard as you lift just as much as you and run faster than you can. Was it hard uh, being in, in basic training, not did you smoke in basic training? No, you sir. Probably, no. no. <laughs> like, I'm like, did you, did he probably, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't good. smoke for about uh, almost two years. What I was made, doing good. Then what uh, made you say like, fuck it, let me just just go. You ever been to California? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because because you were Cali Marine. No, that was, was real man. So right. I went to Paris Island, right. but they stationed Paris. me. No, I'm saying we're like Pendleton, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was over there, and I'm Mateo, first combat battalion, and then. You know, bro. Like, fuck it. Yeah, you know, bro. You just, I honestly didn't know that that was even an option. I didn't think about how often I got drug tested. I didn't think about how recreational marijuana was over mm. there. But then you get some friends that aren't Marines. See, homeboy got a girlfriend. Yeah. Girlfriend got a med card. Yeah. Girlfriend throwing parties on the weekend. I keep forgetting What's up? it's like 2000, right. 2015. Yeah. We just it's got recreational yeah. illegal. Yeah. Just got, so there's yeah. no, there's not even a limitation. On the level of milligrams for the edibles, you're buying five thousand milligram edibles. Oh, oh let's my god! Go. Joey Diaz level. Let's <laughs> go. Juice to the gills. How do you eat that, right? Come on. And that's the thing is that they're not right. today's. You might get five hundred milligrams, but they're in ten milligram gummies that are thirty gummies in the fucking package. And I'm they taste good. You're like, oh. And my day, yeah. that shit was five thousand milligrams in one gummy square. I got some keto cookies for you too. Hey man, listen. You know I'm always that's trying right. to receive the gifts. All right, bro. Yes, sir. Please, <laughs> please, please take me to do the next level. Do you think they'll ever legalize it for the military or the med? Like, will pass it. Uh, is it legal in Canada for the for Canadian military? That's what I keep hearing. I, I keep know. hearing that it's legal in Canada. But like for your for your case and like for mm -hmm. your case, a lot of a lot of individuals who have deployed right and yeah. deal with these stressful environments, having having weed having marijuana is way more beneficial so, than than alcohol. It, so and that's and what they promote the most in the military is yeah. they promote they promote alcohol the ration cards everything so when you're overseas. the one thing you look forward to is being able to drink yeah in, in and you're overseas you 18 bro you're starting early yeah. so you're starting this issue are you in the barracks and you 18 yeah. hey bro you yeah, start exactly. early so. Yeah. so i was 26 yeah, in the bro. barracks they're like yo right. hey uh you want to drink i'm like i, I got I gotta, I gotta go to work tomorrow so um but and i'm not i don't i don't want to run anyone over here um but when i was in afghanistan that shit grew wild Right and and dude, I, I mean, it was like eight eight feet yep. trees, mm -hmm. bro. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're having to patrol through them. Yeah. You know, so you, like contact high. So no, I mean, like 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 you really think I'm? It's gonna, just it's just sticking yeah. your arm out. Right. It's just a you matter might, of just. You really think can I, I just reach boarders? out and grab yeah. this real? Oh, oops, yeah. I'm sorry. On, I don't now. know how it's this rolls out of my cargo so, pocket, sir. But so you know. It came to a point where like mm. shit was getting real and yeah. shit was getting stressful and we didn't know you know, there was no other there, there wasn't anything else besides working out. Well, how like I can't go for a fucking run. Right? Got you. you, know, you know, Facts. So like okay, there's only like I can only I've seen I can only lift the entire this, fob. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I've seen this entire fob <laughs> ten thousand times. I'm looking at the yeah. entire fob right now. You know? You're yeah. a downer, you can't yeah. fucking working out so, you're gonna be more stressed after right. a while. Smoking employment. So so we smoked on deployment. Come on, you now, son. You got and, to. And, and, you got to. But, and and degenerates. And, <laughs> and it came, but but it came to a point where the command or the company saw the effect, and this is why I can resonate to an extent to mm -hmm. a, to an extent with the Vietnam vets. Copy that, right? Yes, sir. You know because hundred percent. Yeah, because that stress, bro. Like. Mm. I think they did it the best. Yeah, bro. I think they were yeah. on to something. I'm not yeah. going to lie with you guys. When you go back and watch these I documentaries. I mean, I'm not out here doing H, but, right. you know. But the guys who were smoking, going yeah. to the poppy fields. Listen, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but definitely, mm -hmm. you know, walking walking in, you know, grabbing right off the tree, bro. I mean, it was it was awesome. Yeah, sir. And, and um, you know, and it made a difference, it, you know, and it truly helped. And this is why I'm, like, to like today... You know, I am an advocate, bro. You okay. know? I, I appreciate that yeah. you are too, 100%, because there's so many people that looked at it as crazy yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I didn't smoke in boot camp. I won't throw anybody under the bus either, but 
You think I wasn't smoking on deployment, sir? Yeah. Nah, we were blowing yeah. it down, dog. Yeah. yeah, sir. And you're not hurting <laughs> anyone. It's no. like it's the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. you're not doing it on duty. You're doing it right. at the end of the fucking day. It's like when someone has like their, their glass of absolutely. Or People have this misconception that you're gonna come to work yeah. high. It don't work like that. I had one rule mm. within my squad: not on post and not on patrol. Not on patrol. Yeah. You know, not I, on patrol. I, I need you. You know, if, yes. if if we got eight hours and 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 and, and we're not on. QRF either mm. where you know this is this is this is your time mm-hmm. you're done you you are going to shit shower and sleep and if and, it, and and if you need to go over here And somewhere. that's the unwritten rule that I'm talking about is especially if you do it the right way or how I believe it should be done yeah. your guys should you guys should have each other's back it should never reach the higher level yeah. I mean I, I I was fortunate enough to know all my guys well enough to know to down enough to what type of enhancer they were taking, yeah. like what cycle they would use. Yeah. I didn't take anything, but if you need, I got you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reason being is because I'd rather have you tell me. I'd rather know. I'd rather know that you do coke on the weekends yeah. than you so not you know tell you're dealing me with. exactly. Yeah. And then I gotta, I gotta send you to go get pissed test. And now they're looking at me crazy. Or mm-hmm. now your career's fucked. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times you know. You gotta do what you gotta do to protect your own. Yeah, I'm not. I want my guy's career. More than I want you to have another number caught on your piss test. I don't yeah. give a fuck about your piss test. Ride or die. Dick, <laughs> I could care less. I want all my guys with me because uh-huh. I know the standards of that to train. If you get caught and you and you get busted down, they're just going to boot you off deployment and sent, replace you with somebody that and you don't I don't know. know. You don't know that person. I don't yeah. fucking know no. you, bro. I don't fucking know you, B. <laughs> nah, dog. I'm not down for it. Um, Unfortunately, mine wasn't that way. Again, I was so close to getting it. Like, I dropped my pack. I thought I was good. I could smell civilian Freedom. life. Freedom. Yeah, I was they even in you. separation class. So um, that was in transition readiness program. Taps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. And they called me up one morning. They're like, yo, Dylan, uh, it's a battalion level piss test. Hey, hey, have a seat. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm technically TAD. So yeah, I'm not even attached to battalion. They don't give a fuck. You're in California. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) get your ass over here. And I'm taking everything I can at the time. Do you think they knew? Like we talked earlier, or do you think it was just luck? I know some people knew. Did you have? Did you have like because of what I just said? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Did you have someone watching you? Like 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 there was no way. No. Yeah. I had somebody the damn near holding gazer. my dick for yeah, me, bro. Yeah, they yeah. were basically making. Sh- it's wild. That son. sucks. Yeah, nobody in no other profession. Yeah. which is crazy to me when I hear people failing p- drug tests in civilian life. And no other prote- profession is it appropriate or would it be allowed for somebody to visibly watch you in it's jail? Not in jail, but I don't know. I, I don't know if you could file that on your W two. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a professional. Grab them ankles, boy. I don't know, B. I don't know. But for me, it's like I watch these drug tests happen now. I treat this shit like Lance Armstrong. You'll never catch me again. You'll never catch. Once I realize that you're not watching me, because yeah. that's the only reason why you caught me. Yeah. You had to physically, and I didn't know yeah. that there are other ways around. Yeah. You know, to be able to do your thing. Yeah. They never actually caught Lance. You'll never catch Dylan Walker again. Smoke strong. Fifteen other motherfuckers. First to fifteen yeah, were sorry. on that shit, bro. Oh my god, they te- a lot of people tested hot too when they got caught. Not just for weed. Yeah. I think I broke the scale. It was California, bro. I yeah, mean, yeah, but, I mean, so yeah, everything. Is California. the standard like for example, yeah, you were yeah. saying like dudes like you know they'll be on performance enhancers because like mm-hmm. they're in that environment. With that, are they like eh, okay? It's whatever. Yeah. But with weed, it's kind of like they, they, I feel like weed has for so long has been this like fucking taboo. Like, oh, you can, you, you get looked smoke. at like a junkie, yeah. dude. You might as well be shooting up if you're smoking weed. But if you get caught, it's a gateway, right? but if you get caught yeah. being drunk, it's, a gateway. it's like, it's a gateway. Yeah. if you're caught drunk, yeah. oh no, no, he has a problem. Facts. It's like, it, ma- it makes no sense. Mm. It, it's insane. If you show up to work drunk, oh, yeah, no, you have no problem. Shit, yeah. Can you, can you do your job? Then you have no problem. All right. Then it isn't for me. It should be treated with the same respect. If I can't overdose on this and it helps my physical pain, it helps the mental issues that you guys are causing. Yeah. And then and, and it still allows me to operate at a at an operational level, I see no issue. I see no issue. It's, Let the boys be it's able like to alcohol. Smoke. If you could but, drink alcohol mm-hmm. I digress. It's I mean not that I have an issue with don't ask, don't tell, but mm-hmm. 
Don't ask that. <laughs> don't ask, ask it. Ask it. Don't don't ask ask. Are you comparing? <laughs> don't <laughs> ask. Don't tell. Got overturned before Yo, weed, right? That's you know, so and, funny. And, and and you know, it's mm. it's times are changing. Don't and, ask. And, don't and, tell. And and you can definitely see that. Dylan Walker comedy, man. I I, I definitely want to uh, highlight you on that. Yo, know, give us a little bit on on what made you start your journey Stand here. Yeah. yeah, I was a fighter, man. Uh, once I got out of the military, I was fighting. And like I said, I didn't get out with anything. So I was an amateur fighter coming up in California. And I don't know if you know what the rent is like in California, but yeah. you're paying around two grand for a one bedroom, sir. And things were expensive. You guys know About that to be New York right now. The, yeah, the salary <laughs> for amateurs is not exactly mm-hmm. six figures, four figures, three figures, two figures, or one figure. You get no figures. You get paid to amateurs uh, in California? No. Oh, I thought it was like, damn. You don't get a figure. Oh. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. So no. I'm trying to pay this rent and I'm trying to fight. And I thought I was going to be UFC Bantamweight champion of the world by the time I'm having this conversation mm-hmm. with y'all right now. When did you have your kid? Uh, she was born in 2018. Here or there? Here. Oh, okay. I didn't want her to be from California. No, you no. ain't putting booty shorts on no, my fucking no, I'll fuck you. <laughs> nah. But uh, I, I was just so broke at the time. And, um, when I came to Florida, I was continuing to fight. I was undefeated. And for the first time in my life, I was tasting what it felt like to be a winner. Got this world title fight in Des Moines, Iowa. First title shot ever. And for a fighter, that's what you want. It's the world to you. Um, training camp was going great. Ended up getting knocked out six days before the fight and sparring. Yeah. Yeah. Word to Daniel. You know who you are, Danny. Yeah, sir. Yeah. yeah you know who you are, Daniel Con Savage. But Mr. Hoorah himself. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ranger himself. Yeah. Yes, Daniel. Yeah. One seventy plus Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, bro. Daniel hit me with a check hook uppercut. Oh my God. When I say flatline me, dog. Set my soul to Wakanda. <laughs> he doesn't care what size you are. Too. Daniel he throws doesn't it, care what throws, gender you are. Yeah, too. he throws hard. Yeah. yeah, and so when I got knocked out, B, it was bad, and I, I was, he, was trying, he was trying to get me up. We just told him, don't tell coach. Showed up to the fight. <laughs> don't on, tell coach. Yeah, showed up to the fight on uh, on Friday. Got knocked out again in the first round. That's some Forrest Griffin shit. Oh, I mean, you're not going to pull out. Sorry. Come on now, B. We don't do that. Yeah. And I realized that, uh, how many times am I going to do this? It's not the first, second, or third time I've been knocked out. It's just that I understand what the end of the road is like. I kept looking for something else. But I was working these dumb jobs. I was being in the rotisserie chicken department at Costco. I tried doing the tire tech. You got a hookup still? Yo, son, no, no. Trust me, they hate me. I was cooking raw chicken and giving it out. Be, yo, <laughs> Dad, how are you gonna hate the nice white people at Costco? How are you gonna have the black guy that can't cook chicken? That was a um, lucky chapel. <laughs> Yeah, oh, son. That's what happens when you have one person responsible. For, you were the salmonella outbreak for eighty-two chickens, dog. Don't do it, man. Don't have somebody. Don't have one person responsible for eighty-two chickens. You gonna have some raw birds. I can't flip that many. I know I'm good. At, I can't flip that many birds, bro. Damn, so son. I just couldn't when keep black doing people these coming normal. out like. Um, as a member of the black community, he does not represent all of us. <laughs> yeah, I just lost every every ounce of the urban community. It's all good. Stay with you just me. Hear black women go. Stay with me. Oh, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. We're gonna be good. I promise we're gonna Bless be good. Bless his heart. Yeah, man. I, I watch people come from like my neighborhood and they see me working, and I got this white vest on, hairnet, like I'm wearing weave, and I look bad, son. I had my first panic attack in that rotisserie room. I didn't know them shits were real. But uh, yeah, I was in the I was in the cold refrigerator section. My tears were freezing to my face, and it just wasn't good. Um, I love comedy. I've always loved it, and it's too. I lacked the testicular fortitude, as they say, to try it. And I knew that if if I did this, man, I wasn't gonna stop. Stand up was stand up was something I hold so goddamn special to my heart that you better be ready to do this once you start it. When that first set. I didn't know. I didn't know it was gonna happen. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't even funny, dog. I didn't think it was funny, but they laughed. And when they laughed, and they laughed at that first Just joke, I threw it out there. Yeah. That high, bro. Once they laughed at that first joke, I knew I was never gonna stop. Nice. I was never gonna stop. Fortunately, I didn't. Just put my head down. Kept doing these open mics. Worked at Tampa Improv as yeah. a door guy. Three months into stand up. Russell Peters gave me a guest set on a sold out show. Mm-hmm. So now this isn't an open mic. This is now Tampa Improv sold out to the not second, but third level standing mm-hmm. room only. And I might have three minutes of funny. Russell said, you're going up for five. You want to do this or not? 
Fuck it, man. Opportunity, bro. Opportunity. Let's do it, man. And so I ended up going up. Mom's spaghetti. Dog, I was was so scared. (laughs) I was so scared, bro. And then I went up there and I had a good set. I had a good set. And that's all she wrote. I was hooked after that. So I just kept doing stand up. A lot of things have happened faster than they should have compared to the typical process. And I'm just trying to make sure that when it does happen, facts. I'm not in a rush. Yeah. But whenever it does happen, I'll be ready. I didn't cheat this. I'm not some Instagram comedian. I'm not some fucking TikTok star. Nah, dog. I'm a real I like those dances. I like like them too. They're cute. They're cute. But when somebody tell you to go do that TikTok dance for 45 minutes, how many dances you got, B? That's so crazy because Jimmy Fallon brought one of those TikTokers on. And like Mm -hmm. the crowd's like, okay. She's just dancing. No, she's like, what is your talent? You have all these followers. What the fuck do you do? What are you bringing to the table? Yes, sir. You could do it for fun Mm -hmm. and say, if you get sponsors do your thing which mm. is totally cool right but like what you're doing is completely different you have to take like for example Russell Peter uh, Russell Peters he said mm-hmm. hey oh you got three minutes that's cool well I need five I need five you in it or not yes it's like a, you have to it's put you up say you want up. this yeah. you say you want this yeah. do you want it not because it's never gonna, if you say no at that point he'll never give you that opportunity again but it's like fighting for you though Facts. because like in this in the same token like you say if you're fighting, like be ready so you have to never have to get ready. Yes, right? sir. It's like, hey, we, this guy pulled out. Do you want to take this fight? It's mm-hmm. like sometimes if it's not the right time, hey, you're not going to do it. But if yes, you're arranged, you're like, fuck. All right, I'll do it. Correct. We'll, we'll see what happens, dude. I knew that. Well, look, I knew one thing. If I go up there and do it, we're going to know what happens. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And the thing was like, why are you there? Why am I working at improv? Why am I doing this whole thing if I'm if it's not to get on stage? Mm-hmm. And that's such a hard room to get into. It's known amongst the Tampa Bay comedy community that improv is is you might as well just not even try to get on stage there. Mm-hmm. That owner and that club have their way of being so strict about who they choose yeah. that it's just not worth your time and investing. But I said, fuck it, you're gonna give me an opportunity to see so many comedians. I want this job. Yeah, Got this job. I'm carrying out all yeah. these garbage bags at yeah. the end of the night. Still gonna give me an opportunity to go on stage. The owner was mad about it too. He because he, he wasn't his call. Headline said him going up. So now no matter what, it's his show, pimp. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, this kid's going up. And from then on there, I just kept asking the headliners for guest sets. That's yeah, so I, learned. I didn't go to, I didn't go to buy it. I just went to the headliner. Be, hey, can you, would you mind if I please get five minutes on your show? It doesn't have to be on this show. It could be the Are last one. Are some of them one, cool? Because I know some will be like, uh, we're not mentioning names, but like, I know there's some taboos and shit. Like, you know, but you're like, but you're like what are you going to do? I'll fucking head kick you if you say no. So. I've never had somebody say no to me on a guest set. I have had people tell me not on this show, but I've never had somebody say it's, you it's can't understandable. Get yeah, I've watched other comedians go up to try to to these same comedians yeah. to try to get a guest set and yeah. get turned down. Yeah. I just feel like there's a way about doing things. Yeah. I feel like if we've never met before yeah. and I'm asking to come onto your podcast 10 minutes before you're about to record this podcast, yeah. <laughs> you guys developed the report. I, yeah. I probably shouldn't be on the podcast. Yeah. And if you tell yeah. me that, I really can't feel bad about yeah. it. Yeah. But if you don't know me and I respectfully ask you ahead of time, hey, sir, if you're doing something three days from now, if you yeah. don't mind, if you have three minutes just for me to just get an opportunity, I promise I'm funny. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> fortunately, Gary Owen gave the kids some time. Yeah. Did I do well with it? No. But that's not the point. Did <laughs> I bomb? Absolutely. That's not the point. The point is that you got the, up there, I got up there. The guy gave me some opportunity. It's know? a win-win for anyone that does it anyway. So, mm-hmm. for example, say if, like you said, you went like with Gary Owen, right? Gary yeah. Owen's fucking savage on dude, stage. His crowd it, is savage. Dude, <laughs> it's, all, it's, it, it's a black crowd. They know. Yeah. You would never imagine the amount of weed you would be staring at. <laughs> you hear that? That's it? Yo, like, you fuck up? It's okay, weird. No, yeah. for real. You open up your joke. You think it's going to kill yeah. you just here. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Give him the light. Light him. Oh, it's, it's bad, dog. I thought it was going to be good, but I it's it's known if you for me I'm always honest. But, I struggle yeah. with, with 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 black crowds. I don't I don't care about it's a different, it. It's a it's uh. a it's a different type of you better be Rhythm. funny now. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and with white, they, they yeah. want you to talk about certain things. Yeah. Is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you come from that world. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, if you, you could, like, peek, you peek behind, you see, it's like, you see if it's, if it's a mixed crowd, like, you know, okay, you know, you could grasp at least 50 to like 75% of that audience. I can and then the, the rest guess. start to laugh when they, you know. Mm-hmm. I can definitely read the room for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, and, you know, I, I, I think, I think this is why Kevin Hart was or is one of, the greatest due to 
the fact that he didn't try to cater to just one mm-hmm. uh, demographic. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, and, and I mean, he could, but he's smart with it, right? Yeah. You know, and, and he he plays well with everybody, any race. I feel the same way, right? I you feel know, the same and, way because I'm not trying to yeah, to appeal to just black people, yeah, old people. White people. I would like for everybody to realize that the product that I'm bringing is my story and hope that anybody else who struggles can realize, oh, damn, this kid did it. Yeah. This kid did it from nothing. This kid come from a village with no running water. Different country. He's in America doing stand-up? That's mm-hmm. what's up. That's so wild, That's dog. I promise you I'm not yeah. supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be doing this right now. That's what's up. This is insane. Yeah, it's wild to me. Um, I appreciate, it, bro. I just I appreciate y'all for even having me. It's just like for for these young kids coming up and and worrying about oh I can't appeal to this crowd. I struggle with this crowd. I no longer try to tailor my material at all. I don't. I no longer try to worry about oh I wonder if they're gonna like me. Mm-hmm. Whoever's going to rock with my jokes are going to rock with my jokes. I'm going to give you the same energy no matter what. You're like Novocaine, baby. Just right. give me time. Come on. So. Just give me. <laughs> it, it, I promise you it works. <laughs> That's so funny. But the most successful comedians, you mm-hmm. realize, like, they tailor to everyone. For example, yeah. like, uh, Bill Burr. Yeah. You can go to a black audience. Like, the funniest thing I heard, I think uh, Tom, uh, Tom Papa said, no, who said it? Uh, Giannis. Mm-hmm. He was like this. Bill, he said he saw Bill Burr go in front of a whole black crowd in, in Brooklyn. And he goes like this. He's from Boston. He's like, huh. Oh, it's good to be back in dude, the old neighborhood. That was <laughs> so good. It's a black room. That was so good. But then you have people that can tailor. Yeah. Then you have someone like Bernie Mac. I ain't scared of you, that motherfuckers. Immediately. Like, immediately. You, immediately. You, you have to grab. You have to be mm-hmm. the alpha in the room. But yes, then you sir. have Bill Burr. Like he can. It works both ways. Mm-hmm. Like George Lopez. All Hispanics love George yeah. Lopez. But at what point in time does the the race act get old. Like I like exactly. Gary Owen. Like we were talking about like, but after a while now, what happens? And that's why there's always And he's something. getting divorced from his black wife. No, no way. What? <laughs> what? Huh? Oh shit. No way. What's your next hour going to be about? <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. You didn't watch my set, bro. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, right. listen, it, it's out there. No, he spoke his one. So he brought, Current events. Uh, so oh, basically, we had an hour. Oh, this is a good podcast. Um, yeah, so basically, yeah, we're going there. So he, uh, yeah, he allegedly he cheated on uh, on his wife. Um, allegedly, this is what. But the wife went crazy on social media, like calling out like, this bitch, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, oh no. my lanta. So now what happens? Though you don't have that shtick anymore. Like he grew up, he 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 grew up around poor white people. All his friends were black. I get that, but now what do you do? You don't have that. Oh, my black wife, etc. Like, do you do you just replace her? Like they replaced in you know uh, Fresh Prince Bel Air. Talk about like, the you crate. go from from dark skin uh, yeah. on Viv to light skin on Viv. Like how does this work? <laughs> I don't know, man. See, <laughs> that's a good you got to talk about. You the, take that. $10. You got to talk about the black wife divorce story now. Yeah, that's no, that's but, what it has to be. The what? The black wife divorce story. Uh, uh, see, but that's yeah, all. True. That's all it has to be. I don't know because yeah. like we always want to we always want to talk about oh the difficult woman right mm-hmm. let's talk about Jennifer Lopez right Thanos hey, yo she couldn't Thanos? even keep yo, fucking eight on her bro I'm she, just I'm just uh, hey man Jennifer Women's Aniston <laughs> <laughs> she had motherfucking Believe Brad women. Pitt how do I keep women Pitt? on my side I'm <laughs> 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 She had Brad That's Pitt. my demographic. I can't lose them. <laughs> Who's this chocolate man with a nice smile? I, I struggle with black crowd, but women? Yeah. I love all of y'all. Yeah. I believe all of you. <laughs> no, but everyone is difficult. Your body, your choice. However, however, like, but... Yep. You had Brad Pitt. You had Brad Pitt. That's a beautiful man. You had Brad Pitt. That was, that was, always, that was always the uh, debate. Addison or Jolie? Yo. I don't know Angelina Jolie I heard Paul Mooney say once That jo- Angelina Jolie Could suck the chrome Off <laughs> 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 Suck a golf ball Through a guard And that's the thing Angelina makes you think You can get her too Yeah Any Any Listen I Any Billy her- Bob Thornton That can land Angelina Jolie Makes me feel like I can land Angelina Jolie Oh but do you have Billy Bob Thornton money I got Billy Bob Thornton dude. There we go Billy Bob saying. Thornton is I'll, that's bad Santa? Yeah. Was it him or her that wore the blood around her necklace? 
It was that she wore it around <laughs> her necklace. I mean, around her neck. Oh, Billy she, she Bob also has made so out with her But she went through a crazy phase though. But like once she once she cut out her titties, like she like the crazy so that's the thing stopped. is you're dealing with that too now. So now you got to deal with you know what I mean. She adopts like thirty five kids you know what a mean? year. It's, it's so. the kids, which is what I'm referring to. It's yeah. the kids that you got to deal with. It's the yeah. problem. That's a problem. Where do the kids go now? They're divorced. They oh. all stay with us. With her, that was her idea. Kids. He didn't want they, kids. They gotta go back to their home country. Yeah, <laughs> imagine they got their you show through. up seventeen uh, years later. Their, their yearly subscription has come to See, an what end. What had happened was all right, Dylan. Uh, tell us where to find you. Tell us what you, you got going on. Absolutely, man. So you guys can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Walker Comedy. I'd appreciate that, man. I'm also on YouTube, TikTok, all of it. Uh, After all that shit, yeah, no, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Watch me do my dance, be, man. you know. I just listen. I'm on this diabolical <laughs> plan to take over the state. I love Florida, but you guys got a lot of stages, and I'm gonna see every city and every single one of them, man. That's so fun. yeah, listen out. I might be in your city pretty soon. Uh, let's see what we got coming up. May 7th to the 8th, I'm at Snappers. May 15th, I'm in Dade City. May 16th, I'm at Tampa Improv Home Club, baby. Andrew Schultz is also coming through. Oh, uh, shit. Yes, sir, on the 17th and 18th. So come through, watch him. I'll be doing a couple guest sets there. May 21st at Villain Comedy Theater in Miami, baby. Let's do it, man. Coming back home. I can't wait to see y'all again. And then May 27th, I'll be up in Gibsonton. First time there in that city. So check that one off the list. Gibsonton. Yeah, man. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you on the show. Again, we are super proud of you. Happy to have you on the podcast, finally. Dude, it's been a long after, time after coming. After Rona season one. Listen, so, the world's still here. I didn't I think we were going to do it anymore, I know. Bro. I texted you. I was, oh like, my I was like, hey, you want to do this? He's like, yes. <laughs> and I mean that in the most gay way ever. Absolutely. I've only been standing outside your door sending you letters, bro. So, yeah, but, man. Thank you, man. I'm Gio. I'm Sean. I'm Dylan. And this is the As You Were Podcast. This is an In the Trenches with Ian Beckles quick fix on Radio Influence. Let me say this, all right? And listen, nobody knows that Trevor Lawrence can be a great football player. Nobody knows that. It's impossible to know, all right? After that, to me, is a crap shoot. I've heard every expert. If I listen to 40 experts, there was 40 different opinions about the next quarterbacks. Literally. Like, one will say, this guy's overrated. This guy. Nobody knows is the answer. Now, from what I've heard from other people and what I've seen as well, I watch a lot of college football. Um, Mac Jones, to me, is the most ready football player. He's the most ready for this year, maybe next year. But I think he has a lower ceiling. I just don't know how talented he is. Everybody says he's very he's a smart kid. I saw a special on him and his father, how they made a pact and they wrote this big contract on how he's going to conduct himself. He's very mature. Okay, and to succeed in your first year in the NFL, you have to be mature. I think first and foremost, you have to be mature. You also have to have some exposure to to a lot of football, which I think Mac Jones has. So I think he's the most ready to go. So if San Francisco was to pick him, um, and Garoppolo went down, they'd probably be in the best hands because they have a lot of good football players around them. Now for me, Justin Fields is number two. I, I mean. I don't know why this kid, and we don't know. If everybody says he's plummeting down the draft board. You don't know that. San Francisco may still take him at three. You don't know that, okay? It's up to them. I mean, we, if we keep on listening to the press, we'll be wrong a lot. Nobody saw Daniel Jones getting drafted as high as he did last year. There's always surprises out there. In the Trenches with Ian Beckles can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.